Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports development, including NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news in all combat sports. You can even get going on next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. That's believe. And you get the bonus and get into action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much, Bet Online, for bringing the podcast to the people. Oh, good morning. Oh, sorry. Magnolia, you're awake? Yeah. What are you going to do now? Uh, eat Magic Spoon, obviously. It's the best. See? Magic Spoon is, in fact, the best. My eight year old daughter loves it. I love it. My wife loves it. Not just because it tastes as good, if not better, than your favorite childhood cereals, but. It has 13 or 14 grams of protein and only four net carbs in each serving with only 140 calories in a serving. Come on, you got to be kidding me. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's probably just a bunch of junk with protein powder added. No, 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 no. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Amazing flavors. We love everyone. What's your favorite flavor? Okay. (laughs) Go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today, and be sure to use our promo code Mikey at checkout. Save $5 off your order. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. It's so good! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mikey Likes You. I am Mikey who likes. I like things. I like you. You are you who is liked. I've done the math, and I'm glad I've worked that out for us so we could just move on. I wanted to talk about a couple things that I have found to be important. Um, and if we, if I'm thinking logically, most people that are going to tune into this show, most people that are in any way interested in it are kind of type A people, right? You're, you have this kind of go-get a mentality. You're at least somewhat ambitious, or you wouldn't even be considering the idea of health and fitness and living kind of a enhanced life. Um, and me being one of those people, I know that we are super prone to overdoing it. And I do, I work on Patreon and then also my personal life with clients, right? And the the biggest problem I have by far with with clients of mine, and by the way, if you're interested, check out Patreon slash Mike Catherwood. That is my name. And, uh, you know, sign up. That'd be awesome. I love it. I love the idea of working with people, and I feel like I can be of assistance because my whole thing is making it realistic for real people with real lives to achieve either peak performance fitness by measured by some metric or peak um physique 
right? If you're a competitive bodybuilder and you want to be coached by someone, yeah, I could do it. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm in any way the best. Depending on how you look at it, I guess I'm qualified, but I'm not, I'm not someone who, who could make champions. I'm not. I, I know some people who can. I'll give you their number. But if you're um, a mom, a dad, if you're a busy professional and you have children or you are in a relationship, a romantic relationship, you've got a big social circle and you're trying to build your life and you're taking care of your sick mom, whatever it is, you have a real life with real life stuff going on. I don't want you to in any way get this idea that, you know, the body of your dreams or performance of your dreams is somehow unattainable because of this. It's not. Here's the rub. As I was kind of leading up to saying is that so many people, the people who really want it, they have the desire to achieve something special in, in, in physical culture. They assume that they need to commit to the physical culture and all the kind of accoutrement that go around it like they are a professional bodybuilder, a professional fitness model, a professional athlete. And when you do that, and you have a normal person life, you're not getting a paycheck for your abs, and you're not getting a paycheck for your 100-meter dash, you, you combine the two, and you fail, and you get frustrated, and you burn out. That is by far the biggest problem that I have when I work with people, and I, and I, and I don't ever, 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 ever judge people for this because I did the same shit. When I was 22, I thought I could train like Dorian Yates in his prime and go out with my buddies till three in the morning on Friday night and wake up and go to work on Monday morning through Friday at, at 3.30 in the morning and, and bust my ass and try to build my career, come home, press repeat on getting three hours of sleep, and I could, and I could somehow achieve the same shit. Just because I was eating oatmeal and egg whites and I was pumping iron like fucking crazy and I never did. And it wasn't because I didn't work hard and it wasn't because I wasn't committed. If anything, it was because I was misguided in my commitment. And I've, I'm starting to encounter this with people more regularly lately. I feel like people have come out of the... Uh, the lockdown's a little bit more. We're starting to get a little bit closer to normalcy. And so people are like, fucking, I'm going to do two a days. And then on my lunch break, I go and do my cardio. And then I, you know, I do double splits with chest and shoulders in the morning. And then I do hamstrings and back at night. And I'm like, whoa, fucker. Okay, uh, what gear are you on? What's gear? I'm like, well, What uh, anabolic compounds? What Mexican supplements are you taking? Like, oh, I don't take steroids. Don't you? I was like, well, uh, say hello to the reason why you're 23% body fat and you're training like that. What you need to understand about training, especially real training, resistance training, heavy weight training, either in as it relates to powerlifting or as it relates to uh, hypertrophy body fat loss, things like that, physique, culture. It is a, it's a stressor. It's trauma. It's absolute trauma to your body. Just like you would get uh, calluses on your hands. I've been swinging axes and sledgehammers a lot, trying to put in this fountain for, for my wife here at the farm. 
and uh, my hands get all fucking jacked up. And I and I already had callous hands from from lifting weights for twenty five years. Um, but my hands have gotten all jacked up, right? And it, because it's trauma, it's trauma to the tissue. Resistance training is no different, especially if you're doing it right. When I go back out and start swinging the 10-pound axe and the 12-pound the, the sledgehammer, whatever it is, and I, I'm over and over again, and I, I can't grip it too much because I'm getting sweaty and it's hot, and I take my gloves off and I do it the day after I already did it for another three hours, I'm not going to get a nice hard callus. It's not going to grow back stronger and better. I'm, have, I'm going to have open blisters and scars. Because the recovery from the trauma was not adequate. <laughs> Sorry, some jizz. Um, the recovery from the trauma wasn't adequate. And I can tell you and, and provide you the science, ample and conclusive scientific proof, along with uh, just an endless stream of anecdotal evidence from me and from people I've worked with and people who I admire. And they will tell you all to a T, regardless of age, regardless of gender, regardless of uh, prior training history, that you can be perfectly fine. In fact, you might be better off if the scales of the balance between recovery and trauma or stimuli if they are a little bit too high on the recovery if you don't train enough if you undertrain slightly and are making sure you're still getting proper sleep hygiene eating a good diet and avoiding unnecessary stress in your life you can be fine. In fact, you can actually be uh, closer to optimal than some people. The second you let that scale tip in the opposite direction, where your recovery is not sufficient to either meet or exceed the stimulus and the trauma, you are fucked. Regardless of how good your training protocol, your, your, your discipline, your will, your drive, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I always use, and I, I don't, I don't want to claim it, this is really. You know what this is? This is the old adage of um, similar thinking or parallel thinking that a lot of people in the com comedic world talk about stand-up comedy, where they'll be like, "Dude, that fucking guy stole my joke," and I'm like, mm, mm, "Okay, uh, it does." Uh, I see that you did that joke in 2008. And I see that he or she is doing that joke in 2016. Is it he or she stole it? Or is it that you guys have very similar ways of thinking and it's kind of a, an easy premise to grab at? Um, I always, I would say on Loveline all the time, my whole thing was, um, if you're going to give people bad news, lead off with way worse news. That's not true. You know, I, I, it all started this one girl called in. She goes, I'm 16. I'm pregnant. I don't know how to tell my parents. And I was like, Sir, I, I feel for you. It's going to be okay, honey. I, I, I know you're stressed out and you have every right to be. And I'm really sorry you have to go through this. Here's my take. Go 
to your parents and say, I have a very rare form of stage four cancer and I'm going to be dead soon. And they'll go, oh my God. Oh God, no. And you go, okay, just kidding, but I'm pregnant. I wasn't serious. It was a joke. And I was hoping to lighten the mood. It, it, it ended up working. She felt, she laughed a little and it was funny. Ta Daniel Tosh, who's one of the funniest people on the planet. In my opinion, he's so clever and so funny. He did a similar joke in one of the stand-up acts like, like five years later, right? Do I, for one second, think that uh, Daniel Tosh listened to Loveline? A, no. <coughs> B, do I think Daniel Tosh listened to my stupid ass and was like, that's hysterical. Can't wait to write this down and steal it. No, but we're in the same kind of headspace, right? I always make the analogy when it comes to training and, and recovery as uh, sun tanning. And I saw the other day, I think it was uh, Stan Efferding or Mike Menser made the same. Mike Menser passed away. This was many years ago. He was making this analogy of training and, and uh, recovery as, as getting a suntan. I, don't, I didn't steal that. It was just a fucking great analogy. I don't think any Stan stole that shit from me. I don't think Stan's ever heard me talk except for the time that I interviewed him. I actually worked with the guy, but yeah. here's my point. I'm all fucking keyed up. Super coffee. Maybe going, why is it so light? Why is it so milky? Well, I jerked off in it, but also... Uh, it, it, I, I keep watering it down. I pour one big cup and then I keep adding water and Topo Chico. So it's like super watered down. Here's my point. You go out, sun hits your skin. It's a stimuli. Okay. If you stay out in the sun for a, a good amount of time, your body adjusts the melanin, the whole thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. vitamin D, healthy, beautiful, nice little suntan. Okay? If you stay out too long and don't give it adequate recovery, what happens? Potential cancers, sunburns, deleterious effects. It's a negative. And the same thing goes for training. Now, much like, the reason I like this analogy is because Wesley Snipes exists. <coughs> really dark people exist. Wesley Snipes is out there. Wesley Snipes and people of his skin tone or even darker, you know, you see some of those like Kenyan runners. Those people can be out in the fucking sun all the live long day, all day, and they're fine. Why? Because their skin is conditioned to take that amount of trauma. And not only take it, but to deal with it properly. A steroid using or performance enhancing drug using professional bodybuilder who has 10, 20, 15 years of intense training history, excellent genetics, can train like animals. Their only purpose is to train, and they can train all day. And when you look at the rocks training protocol on on t nation or something or you read flex magazine nothing i read t nation all the time I, I i read flex magazine from time to time i'm not shitting on that what i'm saying is you take that into consideration 
and you say, I, a guy who's an attorney with two kids, uh, I'm going to do that with two years of training and 19% body fat. Well, you're, you've got, you've got Evan Rachel Woodskin and you're trying to stay in the sun like Wesley Snipes. What's going to happen? You're going to look like a chicharron. I love Lucy. And I don't mean, you know, the sitcom Lucille Ball. No, no, no. I'm talking about Lucy nicotine products. Okay. The capsule nicotine pouches, the lozenges, the gum, everything about Lucy is fantastic. You know why? Because everyone has this misguided look and and feel and and this unnecessary stigma around nicotine because nicotine itself is actually a beautiful drug it's just usually how you get it can be kind of yucky no smoking chewing tobacco uh vaping no no lucy takes care of all of that they have the lucy nicotine capsule pouches a flavor ball inside each pouch that you can crush for an extra burst of flavor lucy nicotine capsule pouches include coconut oil to provide a soft fluffy texture that enhances the flavor and it doesn't dry out your mouth they come in a very good clinical four or eight milligram dose and three exclusive and delicious flavors spearmint mango and cool cider i could tell you myself all of them are delicious mikey likes you listeners go to lucy.co use promo code mikey get 20 percent off your order of lucy nicotine capsules pouches or any other lucy products that's lucy.co. Use promo code M-I-K-E-Y. That's Mikey at checkout. And I have to let you know that this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. Be sure to use that promo code Mikey. Hey, fellas. Have you had an incident or an ongoing process of not being able to perform in the bedroom the way that you would like? It, it is unbelievably common. And you should do something about it because no one you – you don't deserve to feel like that. You should feel at uh, the top of your game when you're performing in the bedroom. And I think it's a darn shame that if you do encounter something like this, then you got to go wait in line at a pharmacy, which is super embarrassing. And then you go up to the counter and have to ask for that prescription and you have to wait and talk to a doctor and then have that prescription filled. All of this is incredibly awkward because you know what we're dealing with. Well, Blue Chew makes sure that you don't have to deal with any of that. You just get the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet and it's at a fraction of the cost. No embarrassing moments. All you got to do is sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it comes time to perform, BlueChew can definitely help. And I got a special for you. Listen up. Try BlueChew free. That's right, free. When you use the promo code Mikey at checkout, just pay $5 of shipping. That's bluechew.com. Use the promo code Mikey. Receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. Michael Phelps, I recently came across, I'll put up some graphics, of Michael Phelps training in different seasons at his peak. It was college-age Michael Phelps. This is uh, when he, his first Olympics, when he fucking, 
I mean, one of the greatest athletic performances, one of the most impressive feats of human in, in, in all of human existence, Michael Phelps in the pool, right? His food intake and his training is preposterous. It's utterly preposterous. I am currently trying to learn how to swim better. It's the one area of, of, of physical movement and physical culture that I really struggle at. I can swim. I can, you know, stay, tread water, save my life. I, I surf. I'm not good at it, but I, I have. I mean, I've surfed. You know, I'm comfortable getting out into a lineup and catching a wave and shit. So I can't swim. But I'm shitty. I'm really shitty at swimming. So I said, you know what? You got a, like a community pool here. It's 108 degrees in Hill Country, Texas. You have a local pool here in this really small town that I live in where it's like completely open. And they're like, here, come on in. You can swim anytime you want. I'm like, all right, this is my time. After the gym, I'm going to just cruise over there three, two or three days a week. I'm going to practice my stroke and shit. Do you think it would be in any way wise for me to try to follow Michael Phelps' protocol? And if I then ate like Michael Phelps while doing, do you, how do you think that would work out? I'd be a fat man tit slob who probably wouldn't get much better at swimming. And the same thing goes when it comes to just being, looking better naked and being in better shape. I have such a problem when I program stuff for people that they always say, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I, I mean, three days a week of going to the gym? That, I don't think that's enough for me. Walking only? No, no cardio? No uh, running 20 miles a day and shit like that? You know, people say that all the time. I'm like, no, just, just walk. Make sure you get your walking. And, dude, so frequently people, I mean, a really high percentage of clients, they say, I can't, I just don't feel like I'm doing, it's not, an, it's not what I'm used to. I'm used to working so much harder. And I go, okay, well, and I don't say it in this way, but I, I, I'm diplomatic, but I go, okay, and what's your body fat and how jacked are you and how comfortable are you with your appearance? And you go, oh, yeah. I go, it doesn't work like that. And when you do that, if you're getting five hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, whatever it is, you have kids at home, you have a job that's busting your balls, you have maybe personal stress from a relationship, from a friend or a family member that's giving you guff, okay? Your cortisol's already spiked to the root, your protein synthesis and everything is already compromised because your fucking life is hard. And you try to go balls to the wall six days a week, seven days a week, whatever it is, you will not make those goals. In fact, you're going to get so burnt out and frustrated, then you're going to go two or three weeks without ever going to the gym. It's a, it, it, it's a common cycle, man. It's, it's one of those things like I'm not trying to get into to, to like proselytizing about the value of being sober, but I'm, I'm in recovery, right? And I, I'm a big uh, follower of the 12 steps and I love it. If you have a different way, I'm not like married to that. That's, that's how I did it. It's how I've been able to stay sober. And it's, it's like magic. When I first got clean, the shit old timers would say, and I'm like, oh, fuck the fuck. They would say something, and I, it would always be true. 
You'll be like, if you do that, if you get in a relationship too soon, if you fucking uh, try to live your same lifestyle instead of without booze, uh, uh, you know, just go back to your normal life without booze, it, it's not going to work out. Bit, but, and like magic, shit would just happen exactly how they said it. And the reason I can say this with such intense confidence is because I've watched it happen so many times with n hundreds of people and myself. Where I was like, I'm just going to push through this. I'm going to eat nails and I'm going to shit bullets and I'm going to just go, go, go. I know I'm working three jobs and my wife and I aren't in the best place. And my daughter is waking up at four in the morning and wants to watch Teletubbies. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to... And then what happens? And then I go three weeks where I can't even fucking make it to the gym. And I get fatter and I get slower. And I, I feel even worse about myself. Consistency over the long haul. How about take that protocol that you say is not enough work and just fucking bang it out. Make rock star that shit for six months straight and make it so that you can go and be better at all that other shit in your life that's already bringing you down. I'll say this once and I'll say it a thousand times and it always will bear repeating. This horse is not dead, the one I'm beating. Training and nutrition, these are all things that should make your life better. The second they detract from your life, you're doing something wrong. Go back to that drawing board. Being committed to the gym, being committed to tracking your fucking food and weighing it and doing all that stuff that's not exactly fun. Doing it, doing that should make everything else better. You should sleep better. You should feel better about yourself. You should look better. You should be able to be less injury prone. The second you start getting consistent nagging injuries, the second you start having trouble sleeping, the second that you start becoming more edgy with your romantic partner or your kids, the second that you start missing out on social interactions and fun because you're so neurotic about that piece of cake that you're not going to have a piece of cake at your own kid's birthday party, you're doing it wrong. Think about the balance. The balance. Try and be as committed as you are to your squats and bench press. Be that committed, if not more, to your sleep. When it's 9.45 and you know you have to be up at 5.45, do not sit there looking at your fucking phone. Don't. Do it. When you have not been feeling very good, whether it be an actual illness or it's just like life shit's coming at you, you're tired as balls, you've had a crazy work week, don't think, like, I know how I'll solve this. I'll work out harder. I know Mike or some other fucking trainer said, don't go do cardio thinking that you're going to make up for the six beers you had last night. Just, that's a, it's just going to make things worse. Just put it behind you, press reset, and go about your day. Take a day off, rest. You only need to lift weights three days a week, and you need to lift weights. But I'm going to get a fourth day in, you know, because I just feel like I've been slacking. So I'm going to go. I'm going to, it's only going to make things worse. You're in control of this. You are the master.
Remember that. You're the master. You can't, especially in this world of physical culture, of training, of nutrition, of diet, you cannot let your life live you. You have to live your life. And that means being in control of how much and how you train, keeping a logbook and making sure you're progressively overloading and that every time you train, in the words of Greg Doucette, it's better than last time. And more of it at a mediocre level is not helping anybody. The right amount better than last time is the right amount. And you're not just going to willy-nilly make walk through life eating whatever comes around when it comes time to like arbitrarily say it's lunch. Oh, I, well, there's a Danish over there. I'll fucking eat that. I, I don't have time for anything, so I'm going to go to a fast, get fast food. You're not in control there. You're in control when you've already measured out your food, you brought it with you. And then when Saturday comes and you're at a company party or you go out to, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the Cowboy Cerrone and, and, and uh, who's that fuck that, uh, Joe Lozon fight tomorrow here in, in Texas. Um, and you, you're like, yeah, I am going to have a couple beers because I'm with my friends and I'm going to celebrate and it's going to be amazing. And I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow and get a good night's sleep and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to press reset because I'm in, I'm in charge. You're the master. The second you start to really get that, and it's not easy, it takes time. It took me fucking close to 20 years to get to that point because I was the guy who was weighing every morsel, was crushing myself in the gym. I'll, I'll, I'll pull out. All the old school Pasadena guys, Orlando Sanchez, ADCC champion, jiu-jitsu legend, or Orlando Sanchez, or or Jake Campbell, the, the, the godfather of hormone manipulation. Ask any of those fucking guys. I train like an animal, and I was constantly doing the research on which type of protein powder was best in, uh, for post-workout and the new um, branch, cyclic branch dextrin, which is a highly digestible carb and gets in your re gl glucose regeneration. Blah, 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 blah. And I, I wasn't getting anywhere. Because I wasn't in control. I was a neurotic addict that was a slave to all, all these arbitrary numbers. It was numbers. The second I got into a position where I was like, I'm doing this to make myself better in every way, intellectually, emotionally, physically, whatever I can do to make myself better, that might include not having this chicken breast and having this pizza with my family. That might include when I'm on vacation. Just taking that time to lie there on the beach and make sandcastles with my daughter instead of be like, I'm going to the gym. Uh, hotel's got a great gym. Am I saying don't commit yourself while you're on vacation? No, no. What I'm saying is, is you're in charge. Understand when you're making those decisions, do what is truly best for you, not to what's going to make you feel better immediately. Because oftentimes training and diet, that's really what it's about. The, the, when you're eating the second sleeve of those Oreos, it's not about the fact that you're hungry and you love those Oreos. They're delicious, yeah, but it's because you feel horrible and you know that at least for 20 minutes it's going to make you feel better. And sometimes when you're dead tired and you're stressed and you're angry at yourself and you, you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, 
you're not going to the gym because you know it's best for you and your long-term goals. You're going to the gym to make you immediately feel better. It's that sense of immediate gratification, and you're, you're foregoing actual, true, long-term, sustainable happiness and progress. All right? So listen, what have we learned here? A, I jizz in my coffee. B, be in control of things. C, everything you do when it comes to diet and training, it's to make your life better. Every aspect of your life. And the second that it starts to deteriorate from your life in any facet, you have to reanalyze what you're doing and do something different. All of this kind of shit is available for you, available for you at my Patreon. Patreon slash Mike Catherwood. I would be happy to work with you. I love you all. And in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember, I do. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.